0: Littleton Coin Company, serving collectors since 1945. Hello, darlings. Sorry, I'm late. I was having a moment. Okay, do it again. Hello, darlings. Sorry, I'm late. I was having a moment. So before I get started on this, I just wanted to let you know that I, like so many of you, am thinking about the summer about the world that we're moving into about the world that's unfolding. And I'm wondering how I might be in it. And when I think about that, I also start to sort of wonder if I'll be drinking. (laughs) Will I be holding a champagne? Will I be holding a prosecco or wine? Um, I haven't had a drink in almost two years, 23 months, it'll be two years in June. And I'm just reflecting on what that's done for me the ways it's been challenging, the very intricate and specific ways that it's opened up new parts of me. And I'm curious, is this something I'm going to continue? Is it something that will change? I'm not sure yet. But I wanted to share my takeaways that might be useful for someone who is in the position that I was in two years ago. And I don't know, maybe you could gain something from what it looks like for me two years later. I can't wait to hear what you think and thank you for listening. I wanted to share my experience of investigating addiction and the decision to stop drinking before getting to the point of needing AA. Most people who know me were quite surprised when I started flirting with the idea of not drinking. When I told my friend an ex-landlord I was considering AA, he said, you're not one of those, no, no, you don't want to do that. I was living in the East Village at the time, so my local AA was downtown at this ratty old theatre on St Mark's. I would often see an array of interesting looking people leaving on a Sunday, and I just thought it was an after party. And it was. It was the party way after the after-after parties that we know. It was the party where you meet yourself again. I meet myself on the yoga mat most days, and my commitment to practice meant that my commitment to drinking was mostly non-committal. I could stop drinking for a week on a retreat, I could detox for a month in Jan and actually from time to time I would have a few days in the week where I stopped drinking. That's balance, right? Well, yes and no. Let me give you more examples. My ego loved that I could practice yoga every day and still have the odd wild night or a cheeky glass of red in the afternoon sometimes because I was still getting shit done, wasn't I? Well, yes, kind of, but not exactly. Okay, so I'm not out getting wasted every night. I always remember what happened after a drink and I'm not finishing entire bottles of gin alone. You need to chill. That was the voice in my head, but my heart was telling me to keep asking questions. I was still curious. If I have this under control... Why am I still seeking and not fully content? In the summer of 2019, a man that I loved broke up with me. I don't know if I was madly in love with him or the idea of the life that we could have built, but that breakup over Zoom opened the floodgates of tears that I rarely let fall. And this time, I didn't want to see my girls for wine. I didn't want chocolate and I didn't want to watch shit movies. I wanted to feel... I wanted to feel every part of that pain so badly, I think I cried extra. You know when you retell a story and you cry at the same point each time then realise actually you're just crying out of habit? (laughs) Yeah, it was that. Weeks passed and I still felt shit and I didn't want to drink, I just wanted to feel shit forever and ever and ever. Amen. Well, I don't actually want that for my life, but you understand. Three, four... Five months passed and wow, she's sober. Unfortunately, I was now really into feeling shit. I was in another horrible, strange depression, but at least I had the awareness of it. I was meditating a lot and I wasn't drinking. So this was the silver lining. And this is also where the lessons come in. Fatigue from dissociation meant that with this breakup, I was yearning to feel something, to face the pain that I had spent about three years running away from. Now, I wasn't in that relationship for three years, and six months later, I reduced it to just some guy I was dating, but it wasn't about him anymore. It was this devastating realisation that in true chameleon style, in a kind of badass, back-flipping, broken woman kind of way, I had avoided truly feeling. Key word here, avoid. Avoidance. Yup. It is time to get Brené Brown and Oprah on you. You know you love it. I love them. Okay, let's unpack the vulnerability in this aha moment and get to the bottom of where I was at. A pattern of avoidance that was rooted in fear and covered up by an extraordinary ability to move when I needed to stay put and smile when I needed to cry. And since my awareness of what others thought of me was so acute, I was able to ensure that alcohol was not my only vice. That would be messy and very unyogi of me and very 90s. No, that the drink, the first drink, was just the excuse the emotional unavailability came later. But the drinking, the drinking was just the first barrier. In fact, actually, it was more like a bouncer. The bouncer that always lets you into the club. Let's call the club Avoid and Run. (laughs) Imagine that if clubs were called Avoid and Run. The A&R rooms, remember that. So I got curious Alcohol was not a big problem for me at all, but it was just enough to keep me inside the a and club and not in the fullness of my life. Not fully living, but appearing to. Not really showing up, but being there. Not being present, but always being around. Wow. Seven months into sobriety and I decided to try AA. I went about three or four times, and honestly, it was awkward as fuck. Basically, I was struggling to say that line, you know, the line that you hear in movies. Hi, I'm Emmeline, and I'm a, uh, uh, hi, I'm actually just temporarily, I mean, what, hi, I'm Emmeline, and I'm just in temporary avoidance, but I'm not actually, I just, uh, uh, Yeah. that's what I sounded like and obviously that didn't go down well in the room, eventually I got the line out, I said it, hi I'm Emmeline and I'm an alcoholic but I would leave and feel huge waves of guilt and I would feel like I was lying, so this is actually another key point, if you're in my position and you're recognising it as a reoccurring thing, but you feel awkward in those rooms, I want to encourage you to stay on the path. The rooms are always really friendly and you can just keep going to have community if anything if you don't like those rooms there are so many other communities that are forming I think there's a sober girl society um, and lots of non-drinking activity like clubs whether it's run clubs or swim clubs so get into that but don't feel weird if you feel weird about going in those rooms because they're not for everyone I luckily had friends who were sober at the time, so I just decided to keep speaking to, to them if anything came up. Now, here's the piece I want you to take away. I believe that I was in the space before AA, the place where you recognize that you're on the spectrum of addiction and you could easily be addicted, but you're not. You're waiting on the sidelines, hoping to be saved. This is such a sacred space. I believe it's the difference between a lost life and a discovery of one. It's the sobering walk home with your heels in one hand and your keys in the other. The cold concrete chills your feet and every sweet kiss and cold drink that you had that night means nothing because you know that you will have to lay with yourself at night. And maybe you have a partner who will clean up the mess. And maybe you have a partner who is doing the same thing, but you know deep down that something needs to change. And you need to take it seriously. I'm here to encourage you. And, you know, I'm going to be honest it's not very fun. I didn't find it really fun at all, but I stuck at it. You know, there were many days, and trust me, these days will come. There are many days where you will just say, I could just go back to drinking and be fine. And you could. And I mean that in the purest way. You can go back and have a pleasant, nice life. But the next question I would ask you is, do you feel like you're reaching your full potential? And be honest. Now, I know some people and some friends who have, breakthrough moments in their life in work or in relationships when they are drinking and it's their personalities that they can balance it but be honest if there's something deep within that's asking the question or wondering or even knowing that you're not at your full potential then I would say keep walking walk away from club A&R because it doesn't serve dreams it serves repeats The exhaustion of a life on repeat is enough to tip anyone over, and it does, right over to the other club that I used to walk by in the East Village on a Sunday. It's nearly two years since I had a drink, and I think I've kind of nipped this thing in the bud. Not to say that I'm perfect or I'm off the spectrum of addiction, but I think I've realised what was underneath the thing that I thought that I wanted. I've also realised that just because I wasn't getting smashed every night, it didn't mean that there wasn't a problem. I found that I didn't need to wait to need AA to make these inquiries. I found that normally when I thought I wanted a drink, what I really wanted was to avoid a feeling or there was something underneath that was unfulfilled or suppressed. I don't know if I'll have a drink again, but I will say one thing. The AA rooms and the support and the programs that are built around addiction are incredible. And if it works for you, have no shame about that. And if it doesn't, taking things day by day, which comes straight from the AA rooms, just taking it day by day is a great way to look at anything. The insights and peace and and spaciousness that I gained have just been invaluable. And I think if you're seeking, searching, questioning, I really feel that this is the one thing that has the potential to really transform your life. Also, it doesn't have to be forever. It could just be for a year. It could just be for two. If you think about it, you know, we collectively had this experience in 2020 where yes our lives drastically changed and we are adapting to a new normal and yes there were really hard days that we all went through and managed to grow through and now we're in 2021 it's May and we know what it is to get through that year and also aren't we just more aware of what really matters I think that's what it is putting a pause on a routine that you've done something that you've done unconsciously for so long and just asking yourself ah oh, I wonder what will happen if I don't it's it's that I think yeah it's that now there is something that I didn't touch on in the whole story and that's mental health I've realised that it's Mental Health Awareness Week, and one thing that I think is so crucial, and I can't believe how little people talk about it, but mental health and alcohol. I really think it goes without saying that alcohol doesn't help any mental health issues, and as someone who has suffered with and moved through depression in my life, I realised in the past two years meditating and not drinking have been key tools to being able to manage my mental health. That is of course just my experience and I understand everybody is having a different challenge and battle with this. I would just like to say wherever you are with that journey there is always help available and I will link some charities and helplines in my show notes. My final piece is that I of course am not a medical professional, a psychologist, a psychiatrist or an expert. I'm sharing my experience and my story in the hope that it may inspire you or make you think about some of these choices. Thank you so much for listening. My DMs are always open to anyone curious about this path and as I said previously, who knows what will happen. (laughs) tomorrow or the day after. Um, Right now I'm happy in this place, but um, I am planning to be in New York this summer, so let's wait and see. But whatever happens, at least I got to the core of what it was I was seeking. If you are enjoying Mondo Moments, please remember to like, share and subscribe. at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.